Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Happy fucking September 1st, spooky season, Halloween, three-month bender. I don't even know, but I love fall, and happy September 1st. And I cannot believe... Summer is over, people are back in school, and 2022 is almost coming to an end. But I took a little break for the summertime, as some of you may have noticed. My last episode was put out a month ago, but I had a lot going on. But I'm happy to say I am back, and I am here, and we have a lot to fucking talk about. So happy September 1st, happy spooky fucking season, pumpkin spice drinking, basic bitch holiday plaid wearing boot Birkenstock, whatever the fuck you want to call them season. We're back bitches, so let's fucking go. so much going on and I feel like I have a lot of things to update you on and I have come to a few epiphanies okay over the last month I have been busy um we went to Vegas last no last weekend or the weekend before that and let's just say I was drunk for 72 hours so let's talk about Vegas real quick I don't need to get into too much detail about my Vegas trip because you all know and you have all heard how my Vegas trips go and it leads with me having a full-blown panic anxiety attack when I'm coming home that day because I drink for three days straight I literally would wake up in the morning and have rosé for breakfast. I didn't eat. I think I ate twice during that trip. So I think I had a slice of pizza and then the one day we had tacos. Other than that, my breakfast, lunch, and dinner was alcohol, wine, shots, vodka Red Bulls. I literally based my entire life on vodka Red Bulls, okay? And from the moment we touched down in Vegas, we were drunk. So it was a really great trip all in all. The first night, we ended up seeing my favorite Diplo, baby boo love thing. <laughs> um, and it was incredible. We actually, it was the craziest thing. We were in Diplo's booth for the first night and Swedish House Mafia showed up. So we ended up partying with Swedish House Mafia at the club and then after which was honestly probably the coolest thing I think I can successfully say I have ever done in Vegas because it's Swedish House Mafia. Like Swedish House Mafia are like the biggest DJs some of the biggest DJs in the world so it was really fucking cool and let's just uh let's end that on a positive note because I don't like I said I don't want to get into too much detail I have so much other things that I want to talk about and Vegas is not really on my top priority list because you all know how I am in Vegas drunk 
So that was fun. It was nice to be home. I detoxed for about a week when I got home because my body was literally like, I fucking hate you. I don't want to go through this anymore. And I decided I'm not going to be doing that anymore. So we have stopped the binge drinking. We're on to bigger and better things. Now, I'm taking milk thistle for my liver, and I think it's probably the best decision I've ever made because I do feel good. We're back in our gym routine. It's so crazy how I remember, like, I used to, like, dread going to the gym. And now when I don't go to the gym, I'm actually genuinely upset. I'm trying so hard right now to grow my booty. It's hard. I pulled my hamstring muscle the other day I just I'm in pain but we're still gonna power through and we're still gonna get those gains now one of the epiphanies that I think that I had the other day before I get into the topic of this episode I have decided I am going back to school now I know you're all gonna be like yeah right Allie you're not going back to school like good fucking luck like see you never but I am. I found my transcripts from high school and I had, I literally graduated with the, but like great grades. Like I graduated with honors. My grades were high. And so I've always, 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 not only have I always wanted to, you know, be in the media and the spotlight and, you know, follow in my dad's footsteps and do the whole radio thing, which I honestly would still love to do. But Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. Now, you're all going to probably laugh at that sentence because you're all probably like, there's no way Allie could ever be a lawyer. She's stupid. All she does is drink and post bikini photos. But I'm going to prove all of you wrong who don't who think that because I did graduate with good grades and I have the grades to get into the school. So what I think I'm going to do is take my bachelor's in psychology. I would love to take my bachelor's in criminology, but... That program is available in Edmonton, and I really don't think I want to move to Edmonton. No offense to anyone who lives there. I just truly do not think that Edmonton is a city I would want to live in. So we're going to do our bachelor's in psychology. So I am waiting until October 1st because then that's when that semester will open up for applications for the following year. So I'm going to be doing that, and I think it's really great that... It's, it's never too late to better yourself. And I was thinking to myself, I'm 30. I would be going almost 31 going into school again. Seven years of school, four years for my bachelor's, and then three in law. It's a long fucking time. It's a long time. And am I ready to get back into school and have my head in the books for a f- years to come? I think so and I honestly think this direction of me going back to school will not only take me out of this party lifestyle that I apparently am still a part of I think that it'll really help me focus and better myself and I'm really looking forward to it and I'm so excited because once I do eventually get into law obviously if I do permitting my grades I would love nothing more to be a criminal lawyer. I think it is so interesting and I've been (laughs) watching all these crime documentaries and you watch like all the like prosecutors and everything that like the stuff they go through and like the things they say it's just it's so interesting and I just like sit there and I'm like that could be me. I could do that like oh my god could you imagine. Now listen if Kim Kardashian can do it 
I think I can do it. I'm going to be the next L Woods, but we'll call me Al Woods for short. So, but yeah, that's the little other epiphany, well, the first epiphany that I had um, coming up for the new year. So I'm really excited and I hope that those of you who listen to this podcast can be there to support me during that journey as well because I feel like if I'm going to be going back to school I might not be able to release as much as I want to now that summer's over and I took that month off I had a lot going on okay like I have been working every day between working I've been going out traveling hanging with friends I just like I I feel so bad that I haven't had time to record a podcast but it's just like I have been sleeping until three o'clock in the afternoon because I get home early hours of the morning from work and I just, I needed, I think, that month break. So I'm back for now and I'm really excited for you guys to come along on this new journey with me. It's going to be really good. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Speaking of Edmonton on Sunday, I'm going to see Motley Crue. I have been, you guys have been listening to fucking me talk about Motley Crue, going to see Motley Crue since I had the old podcast with Nicole. It's finally fucking happening. Going up to Edmonton for it on Sunday, a lot better than going back to Vegas because let me tell you, I cannot step foot in that city for another little while. So that's something I'm literally like counting down the days for. I had a dream last night that I was like partying with Tommy Lee. So here's to hoping my dreams become a reality after the show. How fucking cool would that be? Yes, my ex called me a groupie. He called me a groupie last night. I might be a groupie for Motley Crue. Now, if I was in the 80s, I 100% would be more of a groupie, but it's 2022. We're the new era of groupies. I love it. Okay. My topic today is something that I have been whoo, really battling in my own personal head over the last couple of weeks. Now... I ended things with the guy I was seeing recently a couple weeks ago because it was too much and it wasn't fair to me that he was talking to other girls and, you know, doing his own thing on the side and I ended it because I didn't think it was fair to me. I don't deserve to be an option for someone. You want to be their priority. So I said I was done. I said I was done. Do not talk to me ever again. Four days went by and I get the classic text message. Hi. (laughs) H fucking I. That's it. Just hi. I'm like, hello. Like, 
haven't talked to you in four days. I didn't say that, but I was like, hi, like, how can I help you? Basically, to sum that up, he was like, I want to try and convince you to hang out with me again. And I was like, I don't want to see you. Like, I told you that from day, well, not day one, but I told you that last week. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. And I'm not just going to be your doormat when you want to get laid. And he's just like, that's not it. And I was like, whatever. Now, did I cave? Yes, of course I caved. I caved a couple days later, not that night when he wanted to hang out, but I did cave a few days later because I, this is my, this is my way of defending myself when it comes to a toxic relationship. I don't want to fucking go out on another date. I don't want to meet someone new. I deleted my hinge again for the 400th time because those conversations just go nowhere And I truly cannot be bothered to go sit down in a restaurant or a coffee shop and get to know someone and find out what their favorite color is and where they're from and how many siblings they have. I just literally cannot be bothered anymore. I don't have time and I don't, I true, truly just don't want to. It's that simple. I don't want to meet anybody else. Now, when I say that, that's me defending toxic behavior in myself because I truly went back to this man. We've been hanging out all week, okay? And I literally haven't even told my friends, okay? And they're going to listen to this podcast and now they're going to know. But I have no self-control. Now, in the back of your head, when you're in a toxic relationship, you think the reason why they've come back to you is that they miss you. And that's not it. They don't miss you. They either have run out of options or they're missing what you provided for them. Now, I read that in an article that I read. I read that in an article that I read the other day. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? That's so accurate. Because not only does he not truly offer much when it comes to this relationship. I do everything. And I've stated that before. And I cook. I clean. I do this. I do that. I drop what I'm doing for him. I literally take care of this man like I am his mother and that's not how it should be in a relationship okay like we ordered in the other day we ordered nachos I made the nachos I cleaned up after the other night we had a really great night we did watch movies or we started a new show actually House of the Dragon which holy shit by the way that show is so good and Like, it's just the same thing. I'm just, like, constantly taking care of him. And I don't personally know why I'm still doing this. Now, the other thing I think about is, do they do this because they don't want you to get with anybody else? Now, I don't know if that's the case because I, my own self, have realized over the last couple of days... I'm fucking toxic. I am fucking toxic. I am a toxic bitch. And I think the reason why we are still together is not together. I will not say that we are together is because we're both toxic. And I have realized over the last few days the toxic traits that I portray and I'm fucked. And I think it's because I've been so ruined from my past. And he was on the couch swiping, not swiping on Instagram. And I was literally watching him watching him respond to stories, getting mad. We went out for dinner. I got mad. 
the other day like whatever few days ago when we went out for dinner was and I just like I constantly bring it up oh must have been your other girlfriend oh must have been your other girlfriends oh probably one of your other hoes oh how many people have you slept with since we fucking have been back together like I am a piece of shit and this is probably going to come back and bite me in the ass for those male listeners that listen to this episode but at least I'm admitting admitting it but I think I'm stuck in this toxic relationship and it's not good It's not good. And one of the reasons why I think we we connect with our toxic exes is let's just state the obvious and go with the first thing why we connect with a toxic ex. It's the sex. It's 100% fucking 900%. Not even 100, 900% the sex. It's the toxic sex. And that's what it is with me. This man and I have great sex and it's just like I cannot ever remotely think of just getting into bed with anybody else because it's not going to compare to what we do and what we have and then I think about like him getting with someone else and I literally questioned him on it the other day I was like do you have sex like this with anyone else he's like no and I'm like so this is what I don't understand it's like why can we not be together then like why are we doing this to each other we're just like I'm gonna get hurt I already know I am I already know I am And why we let these people back into our lives is because our brain processes the psychological pain of a breakup in the similar way it registers physical pain. So we stay with our exes because it's a coping mechanism. And I personally think that's what it is. And I'm just like sitting here as I'm speaking to myself about it. I'm just realizing how stupid I, I I am. And, you know, when we're pulled, what I read in that article was when we're pulled toward towards a toxic partner once more, it's because our bodies have grown accustomed to the highs and lows we receive from the relationship on a biochemical level through those chemicals that our body releases, especially during sex. Oxytocin serotonin it's a talk toxic fucking love is the exact same thing as a drug addiction okay and I'm not even fucking joking and you can come at me for saying that but it is a hundred percent rehab requires that we cut the cord with our toxic ex-partners so that we can detox from that relationship but it's really that simple a hundred percent and that's what I read in that article and it's true I went four days without talking to him. And the moment he texted me, I was right fucking back on my knees waiting for him to come over. <laughs> I wasn't actually on my knees, but you know what I mean. And I think the sex is the issue here, you know. And it's all those fucking dopamine levels that we create. But you got to think about it this way. When I said something to him, he's like, I only message people when I'm drunk. So... Now I have to sit here and worry when he drinks that he's going to message other girls. And like, I think I've already been in that. I've already been that person. I ha- I, I am that person. I hate when he drinks because I know what he's like. And that's not the kind of relationship you want to be in. That's not. Take it from me telling you this. Do not do what I do. <laughs> Do not do what I do, okay? For those of you who are battling toxic relationships, get 
out. And you're probably like, Ali, you should be taking your own fucking advice. You're fucking right. I should be taking my own goddamn advice. Am I? Probably not for another couple of weeks when I realize that I'm falling for him again, that I need to fucking get the fuck out. Now, do you think this is controlling behavior? Behavior. Do you think that he's back in my life because he wants to control my life and and ensure that I don't move forward? Ensure that I don't heal? Don't get into a healthier relationship? Maybe. I honestly don't know. This poor man did not know how to cook till I came around. And all I do is cook. I'm going to sum that up because I wanted to get this off my chest because I claim he's so toxic. He's so toxic. I'm the one going back to though. So that makes me equally as fucking toxic, doesn't it? Don't do what I do. Get out while you can. Seriously. I'm not joking. It's not good to feel the way that I feel sometimes. I get anxiety when he goes out. I get anxiety when he gets off work because I don't know who's going to his house. I just, you can't live your life like this. You literally can't. You need to learn how to trust your partner. But that's something I don't think I can do in this toxic relationship. But I'm going to stick around because I'm toxic too. So, needless to say, this story is a story about a girl named Allie Mars who has just come to another epiphany that she is just as fucking toxic and she deserves every piece of ounce of heartbreak that she receives from going back into this next toxic relationship. Yeah, that's me. That is me, Toxic Ellie Mars. (laughs) Now, uh, I missed being in front of the microphone. I'm not going to lie. I genuinely miss being here in front of this mic because it's, it's like a, I don't know if it's a stress relief getting this stuff off of my chest, but it makes me feel good. And it makes me feel good that I do have listeners that listen. And I have a feeling I'm going to get some messages about this episode. And I want to. I want you guys who have been in toxic relationships before to tell me how you either A, got out of it, how you moved on from it, or what you did. Slide into my DMs. They're always open. And let me know. I want to genuinely know what it is that's wrong with me. I do go to therapy and I have a session booked next week. It's been, like I said, a really busy month. So I haven't actually had time to see my therapist. And another interesting thing about me being (laughs) this toxic conversation I'm having with you guys, it's so, it's going to be so interesting to learn about the mind when I go back to school and get back into my bachelor's of psychology because I know I'm going to learn these things because you're going to need to learn these things when you're fucking talking to criminals, right? So don't do what I do. I'm going to say it again. I've said it a hundred times. I'm going to say it 400 more. Don't do what I do. Get out now while you can. All right, guys. We're just doing a short little mini episode. I wanted to update you all on what's been going on in my life. I will be in Edmonton on Sunday. If you are in Edmonton and listening to this episode, let's grab a drink before we go to Motley Crew. I will be in town for the night and one night only. So catch them while you can. 
All right, there's also some really exciting things coming down the pipe. I know I said that before. Uh, Nicole and I are working on a little secret project as well with my good friend Rylan. I told you that before. So that is still in the works. I know it's been a little bit, but again, conflicting schedules when you have three people who are trying to make things work. But anyways, it's fucking 35 degrees here in Calgary. So I'm sweating to death as per usual. So I think it's time for me to go and take a cold shower, not only to cool myself down, but to get rid of this toxic energy that is seeping through my pores. So we're back and I'll see you guys maybe next week or maybe in two. and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network or on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.